I'm gonna laugh right now. <laughs> That's all we can do right now. Thank you guys for being patient. Mercury is fucking with us today. Y'all, y'all don't even know. I can't even. Girl. <laughs> Ooh, Chile Cassie. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome to the Zodiac chat line. It is Sunday, April the 16th, 2023. Y'all, Mercury Shadow is already foxing with us. What? <sighs> we're going to make it, though, because we have each other. And we're in tourist season, and I'm trying to be mm, a little more calm. Um, But still got that airy season energy going. Yeah, we still got us. four days left. A lot can happen in four days. <laughs> so, Cassie, how you doing? What's up? How's it going? Um. <laughs> You know, doing pretty well. Mercury shadow, shadowy, shadowness aside. Um, yeah, can't complain. How about yourself? Same, same. I am quite interested to see all of the lovely things happening around us. Um, mm. You know, politically wise, sky wise, uh, mm. all the things. Mm. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it has been quite interesting to see the attempts at um legislating bodies try to use democracy as how they are making rules against certain groups or people um as in we were talking about earlier missouri decides to change women's dress and require a certain attire for them to be on the uh house floor um they are closed shutting down libraries um but the biggest news um since we've had quite a few mass shootings recently has been centered on nashville and tennessee and that's house and starting with the shooting that happened a couple weeks ago i believe where a person went into a christian school um and murdered Two, three adults and three children, and then themselves they they themselves were unalived. Um, two, three. Let me be real. Three brave Democratic House representatives stood their ground: Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson. And the Tennessee House Speaker Cameron Sexton decided to expel these representatives. Um, and oddly enough. Only the two black men, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, were expelled. Gloria Johnson was somehow spared and censured a little bit because she is a white woman. Um, but the people won because both of those men were both of those men were reinstated to their jobs within the past week or so. Um, and they are of the younger generation. Both of them are about 27, 20, 26, 27, something like that. They've been known to be activists their entire lives. So they are not new to this. They are true to this. And it is so beautiful to see these men speaking up so eloquently and challenging the bigoted ideas and racist views of those who are governing an entire state. It, yeah. 
all of that. <laughs> it's incredible. And, and I think it's really wonderful to see uh, Gen Z and especially Gen Z people of color in these political positions. Because if you watched either Justin Jones or Justin Pearson, those guys are made for social media. They can just orate a two minute, one minute, 30 second, 50 second, like just massively powerful piece that will, and many of their speeches have, or portions of their speeches have gone viral for good reason, because they are able to pack so many truth bombs in such a short period because they grew up having to get their shit in under a minute 30 for Instagram reels or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and they're so good and they're so fucking ahead of those old, just redneck ass, deeply entrenched, deeply cynical people that have managed to control the house there in a, by gerrymandering and taking away the people's power wherever and however they could. And, you know, um, it's, it's really inspiring to see the reaction, uh, to know that the Tennessee Democrats have raised a ton of money off of this, that they can turn into recruiting better candidates and doing things on the ground there and working locally. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, my best friend lives there and she said for that protest to get those men back in office, they shut down one of the major roads in that city and just goes to show you that your voice can be heard, even if people want to continue to silence you. Um, and their voice was that the voice of the people that they wanted stricter gun laws for their state. That is literally what they were lobbying for is to really make their children safe and the parents that are asking for this safety. It is no one, the parents are required are requesting this. It is not. Mm -hmm. And are they asking too much? You know, like it, it just right, it, right. it appears to it feels like they are asking too much to keep their children safe. Um, and I think we we you know both feel with all of the um astrology that a lot of this exposure is coming to light as we've seen Clarence Thomas is getting exposed. Um, and also the speaker leader Cameron Sexton is getting exposed. Um, and so it's very interesting to watch that while Pluto is now living his best life in Aquarius, being unpredictable and shaking some shit up. And uh, in addition to Tennessee, um, you know, Nashville's mass shooting at the Covenant School, we had Louisville experience a live streamed mass shooting by another young person who had no business getting a machine, you know, automatic weapon like the day before that happened. But also we have had in the past four weeks since we've been together, um, tornadoes, massive flooding, insane weather events all across the country. At least twice a week, I see a headline that's, you know, 20 million to 100 million people in the U.S. are under a severe weather threat. Like, it's crazy here where I live in Michigan. It's been 85 degrees this whole week. I remind you, it's April. 
Like, I don't know if you know much about Michigan, but we're usually not hitting 85 degree temps in mid April. And tonight (laughs) it's going to be 32 because that's super duper normal, normal sauce to start the day at 76 and end it at 32. But like, there's no normal. There's no normal anymore. No, just what is, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It is wild to continue to see how much the earth is letting us know that she is tired and that, and that like you're the extreme weather is like this isn't supposed to be happening even though we've made it you know our everyday like I feel there are more uh, plenty of people who you know joke about oh yeah the earth will be fine and I'm like I mean you keep saying that but I'm watching I'm living it you know what I mean California is seeing rain like they've never seen and snow in random places it shouldn't be um it's just almost like there's somebody up top just pushing a button and be like mm, what should the weather be like today yeah. you know there's no rhyme or reason to it um other than we're just here to learn about it I guess you know so speaking of things that have no rhyme or reason we are here early for tourist season because we have a shitload of astrology happening not only this week but throughout the entirety of tourist season so let's dive into that before we get too far astray what's break it down for us where where do we start okay so we start the top of this season in the next couple of days um, with a new moon in Aries again on the 20th. Um, And it is a new moon solar eclipse in Aries. We also have the sun moving into Taurus on that day. We also have Mercury going retrograde in Taurus the following day. (laughs) We also have... um, let's see what what other everything else is kind of where it is right now uh venus had just moved into taurus so we're still with that for right now it just moved into gemini a couple of days ago um so there is just a lot of movement going on and in the one season that wants stability it is gonna be yeah (laughs) no thank you may 1st pluto retrogrades in Aquarius. Pluto in Aquarius is already shaking stuff up. And so we're going to get some backlash from the shaking. May 5th, full moon eclipse in Scorpio. May 7th, Venus moves into Cancer. That's kind of cute. I'll take Mm -hmm. that for Taurus season. May 14th, Mercury goes direct into Taurus, but really Mercury retrograde overshadows the entirety of Taurus season because you're still going to get that shadow period. And if you felt weird, you're a witchy person, you felt weird for the last week or two. It's because Mercury shadow has been messing with us. And I know, I don't know. I can, I won't speak for you today, but I came to the realization recently that I think that the reason the shadow period is so difficult for me and other people who are astrology minded is because we're like, we know that everything is going to start to go. Hey, like all the people around us are going to start to go haywire and mercury retrograde. And we're like anticipating that. And that makes things more stressful. And then shit starts to happen to us. For me personally, during mercury retrogrades, I tend to do okay because I'm aware that it's happening. And so I'm double checking everything, but in the shadow periods, I haven't gotten quite to that place and I tend to get wonky anyway. So (laughs) The 16th of May, Jupiter moves into Taurus. That's also cute. We'll take that. Um, Although all of those Taurus placements 
are squaring against Pluto and Aquarius. So the challenge for Taurus season is that Pluto and Aquarius is very much saying, no, no, you don't get to be comfortable. You don't get to be comfortable (laughs) this time around. We're going to shake things up. So that, and yeah, I mean, and that is a very, you know, and both Taurus and Aquarius are fixed signs. And so um, both are going to have to learn how to compromise um, in some sort of way. Like there, something is going to have to give um, because Pluto doesn't really care what burns down. And Aquarius won't let you know what's going to burn down. And Taurus is like, I need to know exactly how this is going to stay the same. (laughs) And (laughs) that is, it is, it is basically what we've been. And we kind of talked about this, um, you know, the other day, like how all of this airy season so far is, is all this uncomfortableness, like what are we doing with this uncomfortableness? Because, you know, most people like to live in their comfort and mm-hmm. how do we live in uncomfortable? Because mm-hmm. the next, you know, through this Taurus season, all of that will be taken away. Anything that we feel like should be one way isn't going to be. Um, and the North node is still in your, in um, Taurus for right now until it moves. So there is just, like you said, a lot of energy in Taurus, but it's just that Pluto energy and it's retrograde. That square is going to determine a lot of, um, and squares, they're not bad. They're just extremely challenging. You know, nothing is like, I don't like to say anything's good or bad. It's just how, how much the challenge is going to rise. And that challenge is going to be difficult for everybody, especially the Aquarius and Tauruses, but everyone included, it's going to be quite difficult. That's right. Yeah. I think the, all the fixed time placements who the fixed time placements have been going through it anyway with the, the Aquarius or with the eclipses, excuse me, having Mm. been on the Taurus Scorpio axis for the past over a year. Um, and now with this big Pluto and Aquarius energy, um, it's, it, it, it it is very, I think extremely challenging for folks who are um, usually quite stable and set in their ways to be confronted with all the ways that, um, the universe says no. (laughs) I encourage everyone that is watching or listening to remember what your new moon and Aries, um, intentions were last month. Um, Think about what you want them to be this month, but gear them towards how they're going to help you through Taurus season. Because Mm -hmm. what we are now finding is that all of these moons, the new moons for all of these seasons are going to be at the end of the season, rather the beginning of the season. And that, that energy is very different to work with because it's already matured through that season. It's a lot easier to set intentions and start really new when you're in the beginning of a season and the freshness of it. But now we're going to have to navigate working towards the end of seasons and lessons that we've learned. And I believe that's a lot of the huge theme is that we are all learning lessons. We are watching it play out on the world stage of lessons that we are needing to learn as a as a collective, really, and as our own individuals, because we are learning through the challenges of, uh, you know. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And like this, this second new moon in Aries that we're going to have on the 20th. And it's so confusing to have a new moon in one sign on the same day, the sun moves into a different sign, same day. 
but it's just because it, a few hours earlier, you know, and you're in a different sign, right? That's um, the way the moon crests. <laughs> right. Um, the moon cycles are about 28 days and the sun cycles are 29 and a half. So every now and then that 28 day period falls right inside one of the 29 and a half day sun side periods. And that is what has happened in Aries season this year. But the second Aries new moon is like a redo. It is mm-hmm. a chit, but also because it's an eclipse, I would say I would advise folks to be intentional about keeping your intentions loose and not, mm-hmm. not making commitments, mm-hmm. not turning your intentions into commitments. Like mm-hmm. think that really an intention is something, an energy you carry with you. Mm-hmm. And the idea of putting something out that may take a while to come back to you. Mm-hmm. It's not, I am going to do this every single day. This is how it's going to be. Um, because frankly, with eclipses, that's not going to work. That's just not how it's going to play out. And like Tanae said, go back and look at the intentions you made the first Aries new moon and think, how can how can these intentions be reinterpreted for this challenging Taurus season that I'm coming into? How can I look at those intentions through the lens of what may where is this my comfort zone? How can I expand on the edges of it? And then like, to your point, the next new moon we get the, when Tauruses finally get their new moon, it's not until May 19th, Mm -hmm. damn near the very end of Taurus season. And we talked about this in our, um, you know, meeting earlier this week, but you know, for me, part of how I'm going to be doing my new moon attentions when they come at the end of those seasons is kind of thinking about, the cusp. What are the, what are the characteristics that Taurus season shares Mm -hmm. with Gemini season or what's the bond there? You know, how do you evolve from your material life and your comfortable life to your versatile social life and Mm -hmm. really kind of trying to manipulate the lessons you've come through into what's to come. I frankly am uncomfortable with new moons at the end of season. So it's going to be a challenge for me and my comfort zone to work with them, but Hey, it is, it's how it's got to be. So, you know, and that's, we're, we're and, doing it. And that's where we are right now. We're between the Aries and Taurus. And that is both of those, you know, it's a ram and a bull. Those are very powerful animals in themselves. And both of those signs tend to like exert their will because they can, um, regardless of who is around. And so, you know, going from the fiery, very, um, uninhibited Aries energy to the calmer, stabler, where can I find comfort energy of Taurus is, is a shift because it's like, we're going from quick energy to slow energy, quick energy back up to quick energy. When we're talking about Gemini season, Um, and honestly, we have two amazing guests that we are going to bring on, um, and they embody, we think what, uh, Taurus season is about. So do you want to go ahead and introduce the first guest? Sure. First (laughs) guest is, uh, one of the most stylish people you'll ever meet. He is a, Barber extraordinaire, a, um, you know, mushroom growing, cooking, uh, fantastic, comfortable living 
just king. Um, and one of my very, very, very best friends, um, Mr. Sean. Hello, Hello. Sean. Welcome. Hello. I think I'm doing it right. I think I'm there. You're, you're, you're here. there. You're here. <laughs> Our next guest is an amazing all-around soul, spirit, and being the musical talents unmatched, um, soundable, sound healing therapist. Um, they are one of the best people I've met in years, one of my dear friends that I've been friends with, and I am so thankful that I've met them. They are in my life forever because, you know, Tauruses never leave. And we love that for them. Um, but thank you, Chelsea Shegadevich, for joining us. Thank Hager. you so much. Thank you. Wow, what a sweet thing to say. I love you. I love you both. I love you all. <laughs> yes, we love you. We're so happy to have you both here. Thank you for, right. um, you know, not being curled up in your bed already at this hour on a Sunday. Um, it is both of you. <laughs> this is such a full circle moment for us all so we love to see it right yes. <laughs> so this season just to give you guys a quick rundown um sean is a taurus sun a cancer moon and a cancer rising yes comfort money love and emotions are all him and okay. chelsea a taurus sun aries moon and libra rising we love all of the Venus <laughs> energy and the spicy individuality that Aries Moon brings to her. So um, today we're going to talk about comfort because we decided that that is the best word to describe Taurus season. And the definition that we have is comfort is to soothe in a time of affliction or distress, to ease physically or relieve. So I'm going to let Cassie shoot the first question to you guys. All right. Um, so we're going to, we're going to dive right in. We're going to go deep. We're, you know, <laughs> we got a lot of Taurus energy here. Let's just do it. Um, being as personal only as you want to be. What is afflicting or distressing you right now? And how are you able to be comforted through that? Chelsea, you go first. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Again, only as personal as you want. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you okay. know, I'll, okay. I'll be real. I'll be real. We 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 know. We love to see it. Okay. Okay. So something that's afflicting me. I think. Um, God, I hate saying this out loud, but I think I should, because I think it's important. I think I was feeling a little self-conscious in my body today. And, um, I saw this picture taken of me and I just felt so ugly and so weird. It was so weird to see and be like, I feel ugly. And then when I look in the mirror, I'm like, Oh, that's so silly. Like, what are you talking about? You know, just my soul just felt in a funk for a second. I was like, that's so silly. Like that's where I'm at. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting that getting a glimpse of yourself may gave you a little bit of comfort from that initial moment though. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think just, 
you asked what brought me comfort after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, going on a run. Mm-hmm. I, um, I got down, I took off most of my clothing. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to show all of my skin and I'm going to show compassion for myself. And I'm going to go outside and feel the wind on my body and the sun on my skin and, and feel my body move and like feel the ground underneath my feet and feel that forward motion of going. And that felt amazing. <laughs> All of the physicality oh, yeah. that a tourist just described is exactly what she needed. Grounding, mm-hmm. body, all of that. Thank you yeah, for sharing. That's it. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll just go right after that because that's very uh, close to the most recent, you know, problem, I guess, that I had as well. Actually, yesterday. So I saw today for lunch today and she. I've been working on my body and she complimented me and that made me feel great but yesterday was the first day in about four days that I had been to the gym um and like at the gym I I struggle because like you know Cassie I would I've never been big or anything but I was scrawny and like you know I've always had like a big head with my hairline's just fucked as I'm looking at it this in this zoom chat but uh yeah like and the the gym is surrounded by mirrors so you're forced to you know um pick your flaws apart which you know can be both good or bad but anyways at the gym I was like damn I got a lot of work to do blah 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 yada 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 come home kind of like exhausted not feeling myself but then uh (laughs) on on to you know your your topic of just like kind of feeling yourself and like like fuck it I I texted John I was like I'm just walking around the house naked you know because like I was like fuck it you know it I was just like I I am I am feeling good I am looking good like you know you can't you just got to be comforted by you know strides that you made and just living in the moment then like rather than I mean I you guys know like I'm a very anxious person and like I dwell on that stuff. So comfort, trying to hone in in the exact moment, you know, and just be present, very, very grounded and leveled, you know. Hell yeah. But I feel you. I'm all about, uh, you know, if you're, if you're feeling down, take off, take off all your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listen, nothing like the freedom <laughs> of a birthday suit. That's yes. it. For real. That's it. <laughs> like, yes, yes, you rocking that suit. Um, okay. Um Damn y'all. Uh, oh what? Because we got deep already. I know. Listen, you already know me and Cassie ain't trying to do no surface level. I'm eighth house energy all day. So please give me the deepness. Um I think the the one thing, like I had to think about a couple of things, but the one thing um, is me trying to navigate working in an environment um, of being the only and trying to find my way to my purpose through still working this in this situation. It is, um, I've had to just, make myself work through the discomfort because it is a regular discomfort um because I'm the only person that looks like me in an office of a very small group of people um Mm -hmm. and so 
that is probably the one thing. And the only thing that makes me comfort is I usually just share what's going on with my friends and they very much give me like the energy to keep going and knowing that this is a temporary, everything is temporary and this is temporary. Um, but, and, you know, I'm kind of also on a side note on the body thing, I need to, uh, get some little bit toned to it. Cause after you're a certain age, it tends to stay on longer. Uh, so, but I think that's, what's distressing me. Mm, that's for sure. Um, so mine is climate change. Uh, guys, <laughs> this is all I think about. Um, I've read like six climate four, five, six. I don't know. I just keep getting more from the library and, um, it's really stressful. And uh, I should have been more stressed for many more years about this. And that's also stressful to me about it. Um, but uh, I do find comfort in um, in actually like working the land that I have available to me. Like I was out all weekend weeding and prepping my flower beds and I'm going to, you know, replant native plants there and just actually like getting really familiar with the plants that are already there and like, I have a fancy app on my phone where I see a picture that tells me what it is and I love it. And it's like, oh, okay, this can stay. This is a native, you know, like Michigan plant. This one needs to go. This is an invasive species and actually like touching dirt and doing nice tourist season things is super um, helpful. And then like Sean, you said really trying to live in the moment and you know, I have a lot of fears about what's going to happen in the future. And you see all these weather events happening all around us. And I think about my kids and think about like, what the fuck is the world even going to be like when they're my age? Will it even exist? But then I have to just be like, like in those moments that I'm hanging out with my kids, like really hanging out with them. And I tell myself all the time, like, this is the easiest it's ever going to be. Things are only getting harder. They're only getting harder at a macro level and in this micro level of my, my little home life, because my kids are going to get older and their problems are going to get bigger. So it's like really trying to enjoy those moments and not let them slip through my fingers in annoyance, anger, anxiety, or whatever else. So yeah. And it's climate change has been a pleasant distraction from my own <laughs> body image issues. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck if I'm fat. The world's on fire. Right. On fire. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so um the next question is are you a self-soother or do you look for comfort outside of yourself? Uh, I'll go first. Uh-huh. I can go first. I I when I read this question I was like breaking it down and I feel like I feel like ever, even if people say they're a self, self-soother, like you can kind of take that in a, a few different ways and stuff. But um, I feel like I am a self-soother, but it's because I am very good with uh, like, again, being in the moment now. And like, you know, I try not to get mad at things. Like I really will take things, like put them in my brain and break them down. I feel like being a self-soother, it can only come from inside. It's not going to be like, let me wrap this blanket around me because technically that's still something on the outside. Getting in a, in a bath is something on the outside. It's self-care, I think, is def- different on a, in a little bit level than self-soothing. Um, self-soothing to me is more 
inner body sustainability. That's not really a thing, but you know what I'm trying to say. It comes from within and I'm really good at dissecting things and like being like, is this worth my time, my energy, anything? And this is only like within the last two years. Uh, Cause yeah, it wasn't, it used to not be like that, but um, I would say I'm, I'm good at self-soothing um, from the inside. Uh, like, you know, I'll call my partner, John out. He, he can get flustered at times and I'm like, it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Being chill, I feel like is also being on that self-soothing side. But um, at the same time, yeah, I like to get in my hot tub and shit like that too and <laughs> self-heal from the comforts of the outside and stuff um, and come home and, you know, after work uh, and, <clears throat> excuse me, lay on the couch and uh, yeah, just be a Taurus and do what I do most and open a bag of chips and just, <laughs> out, you know be grumpy and I love it <laughs> Chelsea amazing answer um yeah when I read this question I was like oh it, I almost read it as do you know how to mother yourself <laughs> in a way mm-hmm. and that's um definitely taken time I think maybe when I was younger I would seek more outward, you know, reach and grab for some weed, reach and grab for some alcohol, reach and grab for a person, a lover. Um, and now my self-soothing, even my self-talk is like adorable, I think. <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm not a self-soother at all. <laughs> I am not, I'm not at all. I'm, um, a, uh, food, uh, big fan of food as comfort. Um, I've never lived alone. Like I like having other people around me. Um, I, my mom, you know, is, is still comfort uh, on speed dial. Like I have a thing on my back. What is it? You know, like, um, my partner, like uh, Sean, when we were, like, I really, I'm just, I'm not, I'm really, I'm not good at self-soothing I don't think I'm good at um self um hyping and um (laughs) you know uh self-distracting like I but I I don't I find it hard to comfort myself I find it easy to um distract myself and busy myself which can sometimes get me away from the thing that's upsetting me and maybe eventually be, will be enough to like forget about it, but it's not what I would say is proper soothing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's probably something I should work on because <laughs> I, you know, at a certain point you should, you know, we, we all should be able to do that just um, because not, you know, like you said earlier today, like everything is temporary and that includes those close bonds and, you know, access to all the things you like and, you know, that's, that's that. Yeah. Uh, I am probably the ultimate self soother. Uh, oh, that totally all, tracks. The three of you don't need to be yeah. calling me out. Of all of these it's like, yeah, we know this. All right. Everybody in unison was like, yeah, this bitch don't ask for nobody's help. <laughs> Um, but I was raised in a single parent household and I lost my single parent when I was 
19. And so um, in that moment was the first moment that I really had to self-soothe because I did not have any other support and I never knew how to trust to gain it, to get it from any other place, but myself, because, you know, like the one thing that is a guarantee is you can rely on yourself. You can, you can try to rely on other people, but you know, your own capabilities and how well you're able to navigate. And because I'm just determined to make shit happen and make myself okay. Um, I am very much okay. Self-soothing now, does that look healthy? I don't know, but, <laughs> um, it definitely helps me in like, I'm similar to Sean where I'm like, assessing and analyzing like what is happening in order to just, you know, find myself, my own safe space within me, because I feel like that's the best place I can find um, comfort is within myself. Separate oh, from yeah. self-love, but you know. Facts. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of like how we reach out for the Oracle and tarot and our crystals, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good, yes. So that's my next level, yeah. Some days I do just talk to the tarot, like, girl, tell me what's up. What's going on? Right, seriously. <laughs> Please, anybody. Just, um, okay. Kind of pentacles. <laughs> um, so I'll throw this one out there. What is your favorite way? And now we, you may have already answered this, uh, the nudist crew here, but... Um, What's your favorite way to ease your body, your physical body? You know, forget your mental and emotional woes. I love um, a hot shower. Mm. Love a shower. Yeah, I just get in the shower. I, I get in the that. shower sometimes with my socks. What? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> what? Why? Try it. What okay. is what what is the sock? Does it add to I'm it adds because you know the bathroom, the like the tub is hard. And when you wear socks, uh, it's just like soft and wet and interesting. Mm. I know they're <laughs> like oh I'm curious. They make they do make uh like bath mats that are squishy, but I'm vibing the sock yeah. the sock game. I'm wet socks though aren't pleasurable no. generally but i could see if they're constantly being warmed up by water <laughs> that it might be okay how do you get your feet clean well i take them off eventually oh, okay. <laughs> they start yeah, out yeah. on and then yeah, it's like they, the last thing you remove uh, yeah, yeah it's okay, like a lotion thank sock you. but yeah not. i was like well wait <laughs> I like it. Oh, shower. Shower. Let me know how you like yeah. it. Oh, you know it's gonna. You know we're hmm. <laughs> right. Tourist yeah. season trying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you been doing, Mister Long? Uh, like within the last like two weeks, John bought me a foam roller, and mm. if you're not in the foam rolling game yet, oh my god! Like even five. I just come home from work. I do just like. 20 25 passes on it and crack all of my spine and then you know again kind of you know we just jump in the hot tub and melt mm. and it's great so and i will I be adding i'll be coming to that hot tub thank you so much yeah yeah 
yeah hot tub party mm-hmm. but honestly if you uh I'm, I'm serious the foam roller uh is a great uh even like you know pt exercise just to like it's great for your like blood flow and everything and you can get them from marshall's for like nine bucks because <laughs> mine looks just like that. <laughs> i don't Love know it's it. brandon's so i have to examine yeah. it closer. i'm telling you just just do a couple crunches on it. It's it's difficult at first to get like that flow going, but once you get it, it's great. And I swear by it completely. It's changed like my work life and everything. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, there you have an endorsement. Anybody want to give this man a commercial deal? He's he's here <laughs> for the right. month. He gonna get That's a right. bag or five. <laughs> um, mine is when I want to really splurge is going to get a foot massage mm-hmm. um and shout out the, to heavenly foot massage. that's exactly my man you already know <laughs> that's where i go because they give you the feet the calves the hot stones the head the neck mm-hmm. you know all of and they'll that. blow out any any neck on your t-shirt because they all they go in like to your buttocks almost on that backside <laughs> through the neck collar maybe it's that was crazy. you they didn't go that far they don't know me uh, but um that and then i just bought one of those like it looks like an abacus but it's not one of those wooden foot massagers um that kind of gives you some reflexology and stimulates the blood flow um i have flat feet and i've just noticed like the i need to really get that to feel more grounded is to really get mm-hmm. my feet kind of waking up and feeling better um and so i am all about a good foot massage i feel like those whatever they do down there really wakes up the rest of the body because you know we have to stand on something right that's true Mm -hmm. um i'm a big fan of foot like i also have very flat feet and this has led to very poor ankles and all that so (laughs) i have a whole litany of exercises and stretches that i know how to do for my feet now and they're wonderful and they're they're really helpful and they do ease not only my feet and ankles, but the rest of my body. I'm a big fan of a walk. A nice mm. long walk is one of my favorite things to do. It's for my mind and body. It, it helps both things. Um, I also love getting in the water, whether it's the pool or the hot tub or the shower or the bath, like any, any time, even um, the ritual of washing my face in the morning and at night is very relaxing. And I use that time, especially at night to kind of like say goodbye to all the emotions of the day. And, um, I also love like, laying like a corpse, like in my bed on my back with my like hands like this and just like saying a nice thank you to the universe for another day on a planet that's like still living you know and um that's nice it, it helps it feels good and yeah may i add one thing <laughs> yeah um this helps me so much when i am feeling all types of ways but i just put earplugs in and i just mm. can hear myself and i'm, I'm there mm. like it just feels so good oh i always interesting Okay, this next one. What is your first memory of comfort? You know, I had to like use some brains that I didn't know I had. Um, I'll just go first because it's going to be a second. Uh, So I was like, let me try to like figure out, you know, when was like, 
what does comfort mean to me, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yo, I don't really remember. But then I kind of remembered um, as a child, like going to the beach for the first time, but it wasn't the sensation of going to the beach. It was actually the humidity. And like the first, cause again, I'm also from Michigan, granted living in Atlanta now, which now I'm like, fuck humidity. But um, <laughs> like the first time experiencing that, like really warm, thick, uh, beach humidity and it was like super early in the morning and I was we were collecting shells and stuff like while the sun was rising and I think you know whenever we go to the beach uh, I still do the same thing like I'll wake up you know John will be sleeping and I'll leave the house at like five in the morning with my coffee just to go like experience that you know quietness and with the, the ocean but specifically there's like a smell to that mm-hmm. certain humidity that kind of doesn't like you know bring me back because that's not how that works but it just makes me feel like all right we're cool even though we're in florida you know it's just like we're fine we won't won't pretend that we're here at the moment but uh yeah other than that i would say uh i don't really have like the first moments of comfort besides that um but i was thinking about just every time i was thinking of these moments it was all just nostalgia and then I was like I think just like this nostalgic things makes me you know comfortable and like thinking about like even uh before Cassie and I had moved down to Atlanta being cooped up in the room with like eight of the homies at like two in the morning eating pizza (laughs) uh but something very specific was going on and that was like just the vibe of the room, but nobody was, you know, stressed or anxious or anything. Everyone was, again, just like in that moment. And just thinking of like those times when I'm like stressed or anything, I'm not like, uh, let's think about that. But just like, if I were to think about that, it's very calming. And it's like, yeah, you know, things, things could be worse. That is true. Charles? When I wrote the question, an image popped in my head right away of my yellow blankie. (laughs) And it's not just an image of the blanket, but it takes my whole vision up. And it's like, as if the blanket were right here (laughs) in my face. And I still have that blankie, but like, I have so many memories of just laying that blankie on a big open space on the carpeted living room floor in front of the TV and just laying like a starfish on it, you know? my blankie man my fucking blankie shout out to blankie blankie. (laughs) (laughs) um i you know i had i didn't like prepare i didn't i didn't think about this one before the show but like listening to you guys listening to the question again and listening to your guys's responses i i think of a couple of things and the biggest one i think for me and now attracts thinking about my present day self um So when I was uh, a kid, I don't really know when it started. It had to have been around age eight or nine. I had really bad obsessive compulsive disorder. And of course I didn't know that's what it was. I just thought I was insane because like who else is worrying um, about their house getting broken into and someone kidnapping them and force feeding them heroin. And the way that they have to cure that is to wash their hands 45 times. Like it just doesn't make sense. The math doesn't math when you're living through it, you know? Um, but I opened up to my mom about it. Um, and 
she was so receptive and respectful and like it, it turns out my mom also has severe anxiety right so she knew she could track like the patterns my brain was making and was able to to give me responses and feedback that like worked within those constructs you know and and made me feel not only better like actually like oh okay maybe I am worrying too much about this but also didn't make made me feel less crazy which was what I was ultimately worried that I was and that was incredible you know that's like something it takes people a long time to bring through with therapists for and I was just in retrospect really blessed to to have her um be there and be a sounding board. And I must've been so fucking annoying. Cause I was always worried about everything all the time as a kid. Um, but the other thing, and Chelsea years made me think of it as my bugger, my glow worm butterfly that I had as a kid. And I would always like put its, its um, stocking cap, like under my nose and like just on my face. And I loved it. And my kids still play with it. It was out on my couch today. It's the, like 30, you know, eight years old or whatever, but. um so I cannot remember distinctive memories of like the first memory of comfort but I know that it had to do with my mom but as you guys were talking the other memory of comfort was when I was cuddling with my dog Teddy who y'all know is no longer um she what brought me so much comfort and so many I mean that was like um the best level of comfort I think I remember is um cuddling with my dog Teddy um and then along the lines of Blanky and Caterpillar I still have a teddy bear that my mom gave me uh when I was a child so that is well over 40 years old it is in great condition, by the way. <laughs> um, so um, I think, you know, those stuffed animals are like really those smells or things that we've had that we can keep on like that brings like such a deep psychological comfort, you know? Absolutely. What's the last question, Tanae? Uh, what, what's the final, the final I know, I know, question I know. for the panel? I'm going to let you pick. All right, it's going to be this one. The last time you were uncomfortable, how did you manage? Let me think of the last time I was uncomfortable. Because I'm just that bitch now. I don't get uncomfortable anymore. Well, that (laughs) might be an answer, too. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, you can go first. (laughs) Ah. Okay. It was so cringy. God, it was a restaurant thing. I was with a group of people and the order was something, you know, they come out with the plates like, who has this? And everyone's like, oh, what? And I don't know. This isn't the right food. And and people are getting pissed off. And I'm just sitting there like, this is so awkward. Oh my God. So I think I just said that. And I just let it happen and I sat back and just watched them do their thing and you know had some cheese dip <laughs> when in doubt right yeah. when in doubt get some cheese dip <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's always worked for uh, me always oh, every time 
Um, I can jump in, Sean, if you're still prepping your uh, your response <laughs> here. Um, so my, uh, I I was, I had an uh, incident, I guess, a couple of incidents with someone in a position senior to me at my job mispronouncing my name. And this happened on two meetings where other people said my name the way it is pronounced. And this person continued to call me Casey. So finally, the second to last meeting I was in with this man, because let's be real, of course it was. Um, I actually stopped the call and was like, hey, just just wanted to let you know it's Cassie, not Casey, like classy, but without the L. And I laughed. And he proceeded to call me Casey again within 30 seconds of this happening. I was furious, absolutely furious. I just was like shut down for the rest of the call. So then I had a a meeting, a smaller meeting with the same guy recently. And I was, I was like my fucking nemesis. If this guy does this again, what the fuck am I going to do? You know? So we're the first two people on the call. We're actually on video. And he's like, hey, Casey, how's it going? I was like, um, Steven, it's actually, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Drag him, drag him, drag, <laughs> no. drag He's Steven. okay, he's been downgraded. <laughs> he's been downgraded to person of interest. Um, I was like, it's actually Cassie. And he, to his credit, immediately, like, his expression changed. He's like, oh, my God, I thought it was Casey. I'm like, I know you did. <laughs> it's Cassie, though. <laughs> Um, I was like, you know, and I kind of made a joke. That's my tendency, you know, in an uncomfortable situation is to make a joke. I did make a note to myself not to apologize. And I didn't. I just said, you can call me Cassandra if you want, but I will think you're getting me in trouble. if you do that. Like, that's fine. That's my full name. And he kind of laughed. He, he apologized to me and he spent the rest of the call pronouncing my name the correct way. So he's been downgraded to person of interest um, from work nemesis. Um, but it was the thing that really messed me up was the first time I called it out. It was really hard. It was hard for me to stand up for myself in that moment with like a lot of people on a call. And then for that disrespect to continue, I was, it was the first time in my professional life that something like that has happened. And, you know, not to, to my own horn, but they fucking love me at my job and I (laughs) kick ass at my job. I'm very good at what I do. And Mm -hmm. they have every intention of just pushing me as far up as the ladder I'm willing to go, you know? And, and it was really fucked up to be disrespected like that. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. It was, um, I felt good about how I handled it, but it was very uncomfortable. And it, it, it forced me to stand up for myself in a way that is not what I would call a comfortable feeling for me, Mm. but like you said, sometimes you got to be that bitch. Is that just still your response, Sean, or you got a new one? <laughs> I was sitting here, like, listening and also trying to think. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, maybe I'm just, like, lucky. <laughs> you know, I, there, I mean, although, okay, everyone's experienced this, like, probably pretty often, actually. Uh, when you don't know if we're shaking hands or pounding or you know dapping or whatever you know everyone's been there and in my job I every client you know 16 17 times a day this happens 
<laughs> and so now instead of those painfully awkward moments, I just, if we do it, I'm just eye contact. I'm like, we're going to do that over again. And you just got to call <laughs> it out. You just got to call it out and be like, listen, no one appreciated that. Like, let's fix this. And that's, that's about it. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty chill right now. I'm, I'm blessed compared to Casey and, and, and restaurant fiascos, I think. Uh, Lay it on us tonight. What do you got? Um. Okay, I gotta be like, yes, I gotta be real. How I say this because you know, we got jobs and shit. Um, similar to Cassie, not exactly. Um, I have had mis- people mispronounce my name multiple times, as y'all all know, and I immediately correct them. Um, especially in a professional environment, like I don't even let them finish their thought. I'm like, that's not my name, but. That is not, um, I am, sometimes things are said uncomfortably, like, you know, there's kind of some banter prior to certain meetings and like things are said and I'm immediately will call people out, um, in front of everyone. Um, because some of those comments are usually directed towards me and I think the people think they're being funny. Um, and it's just like unnecessary to even note it. Um, you know, I'll give an example. I was on, a zoom and I was, um, I had a hoodie on and I had done this to my face either to sneeze, cough, or just to hide my facial expressions because I can't. Um, and a comment was made like, Oh, what are you gonna do? Rob a bank. And I said, and my response was, did you say that? Because I was black. And And I'm like, no, you don't get to say something like that to me. And then me just go not And that's where I've just gotten comfortable with being like, you have to know what you're saying is offensive, whether you think it is or not. And I'm no longer going to be quiet because I don't want to be perceived as the angry black woman. And that's a lot of times where I feel like I've gotten shamed. And I told Sean this earlier was that I wish that when we had worked together, I had stood up to that guy that was our general manager (laughs) Um, in the ways that he was very intentional on making sure I was uncomfortable. And I kind of just allowed it. And I wish I had been as vocal as I am now. Now they really don't. They're like, oh, (laughs) you know. So I have found comfort in standing up for myself myself in uncomfortable situations, wholeheartedly. So we have loved speaking to you, amazing beings and souls. We are wishing you the best, most amazing Taurus season and solar returns for each of you individually. Oddly enough, y'all, one's a May Taurus, one's an April Taurus, beginning and the end, but they encompass all. So um, if either of you would like to let the world know how, if they want to um, get in contact with you, use your services, follow you, um, send you crushing DMs. I don't know, whatever <laughs> it is. It's, <laughs> you know how you Tauruses are. People love you. Uh, take it away. Whoever wants to go first. Chelsea, you're more important than I am. You go first. <laughs> first of all, do you hear this? What? You're, you're, you made that sound. I heard that. <laughs> I, I, I heard you have a visitor you don't hear that sound is I yes I did I just heard it now and I heard it when you first unmuted 
it's quite quiet, but I, 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 have I did catch no it. no idea where it's coming from. It just oh, started I hear out of nowhere. Yeah. Do you have a friend with you a spirit? turned to a ghost. <laughs> I was about to say, do you, do you have a visitor? <laughs> this, is where you legit, can find this is a legit horror movie right now. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, please. I don't know what it is. It feels so loud in here. It's so weird. Okay, so I'll just plug myself up, I guess. Okay, so yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's songs by Chelsea Shag. I'm a musician. I write songs. I produce, and I also do sound baths. And um, I'm just a silly little willy. And if you want to hang out and go to the park, let's go. I'm she's also like, conjuring <laughs> sounds possibly yes. who knows yeah. yes she's yes. really hearing me out so all right hell yeah okay. um i don't really social media but that's cool um i cut hair at trophy room barbershop and you can come see me there and i will cut your hair and happy birthday chelsea <laughs> happy birthday happy birthday sean thank you I, like I feel like every week we have two guests. One is, um, uh-oh. Uh, she laughed. Yeah, was, was, I was really excited to see what she was going to say. She'll, she'll, well, mm-hmm. she'll hop back on here in a second. Um, uh, I'm not really sure what she, oh, one. Yeah. Every week we have two guests. I'm pretty sure she's going to say one who has like a platform and, and, um, all the things and the other guest who's like, ah, I'm just here, uh, <laughs> being on the show, but <laughs> Cassie me. is coming back to life. That's exactly what I was going to say today. <laughs> one guest <laughs> is there to promote. The other guest says, don't find me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry about yeah. that. Mercury shadow fucking with us. Technical all day. difficulties. I don't even think y'all know all day. <laughs> even to get these two guests here was on Sean's behalf. <laughs> just watch out. <laughs> oh, thank well, you guys. Thank get you your guys haircut, so much. Get a sound bath if you're in Atlanta. Please. Both of them are highly talented and very well crafted in their respective um, disciplines. And yeah, they're just amazing people. And we are both so thankful and blessed to have known them, introduced to them and have them in our lives forever and ever. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Cassie and I are going to talk to the people about some old stuff and we'll see you guys later. Love you so much. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you. Will you take care now? Taurus season love fest. It's what we do. Oh, love it. Listen. Sorry about that. No, it's fine because literally this is this is this is how Mercury retrograde Taurus is gonna be. That's all that we need to know. And I love that we're just rolling with the punches and being like, whatever, because there's nothing we can do about it but roll with the punches, right? That's right. So speaking of rolling with the punches. We got this eclipse coming up, right? Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. So just for the greater purpose, eclipses happen when one heavenly body shadows another heavenly body. And it's usually the moon eclipsing a sun. Um, And when that happens, I know sometimes if you guys have followed astrology, you have seen people talk about it to where it goes completely dark. 
and it actually happens during the daylight. I believe a couple of years ago, we had one where they made those pinhole ones and you oh, can yep. actually see the eclipse without burning your eyes out because you shouldn't look at it um, with the naked eye. We know somebody did the debt, but anyway, um, <laughs> the eclipses for that purpose, like that's what it looks like. But for me, for astrological purposes, eclipses are there to eclipse and remove things out of your life that no longer serve a purpose and usually it is um there is a catalyst or an event that you are trying to go one way and the universe will show you something immediately and go this is not the direction you should be going in and it's either let go or be dragged and an eclipse season if they show you something believe them the first time because it will be removed or you will be removed from the situation. And it's for your highest good in the long run, but eclipses are not the most, com- they are probably the least comfortable um, when the eclipses happen out of your life, whether it be a people or a situation, jobs, anything. Um, eclipses are powerful times of manifestation. So be careful what you wish for. That's real. And, you know, if sudden, if, if you find at this new, you know, this Aries new moon eclipse that something new is suddenly getting ushered into your life, don't be surprised if it leaves just as quickly, because that is the nature of, of eclipse season. And, um, it is very tricky energy to work with. And I, myself, uh, um, you know, I'm, uh, uh, so many cancer placements I have deep connection to and respect for the moon. I don't fucks with eclipses. Usually I find the energy too volatile myself personally to, to work with in a magical way. So I try to ease up and, um, like for example, I'm already kind of thinking about what my intentions are going to be for this new moon. And I'm, I'm trying to center them around ways of being really realistic Mm. about the time and energy that I have. Right. Mm. So like Mm. I went back Mm. and looked at my Aries new moon intentions and they were big and they were grand and, you know, and that's great for Aries season, but for this redo, (laughs) it's like, how can I bite off manageable chunks Mm -hmm. it's a marathon not a sprint slow and and steady slow and steady what can i do on an everyday basis that's that's gonna ensure that i'm able to be in this work and in this life for the long haul so and i highly recommend not making drastic decisions um like relationship decisions are usually really tricky during eclipse season, especially because we're in kind of a close to Mercury shadow, Mercury going retrograde, just things seem to be a little bit murkier. And so like allow for time, allow time and patience for clarity, um, to come through with this eclipse season. And I need to go back and check my, I can't exactly remember what they were, but I'm sure with yours, um, they were a little grand and, you know, Aries falls in my 10th house. So it was a lot to do with career. So I'm quite interested to see how I'm going to navigate that, um, trying to move forward in smaller pieces. Um, but you know, I think it's nothing to fear, just something to be aware of, you know? Absolutely. Quick Taurus season celebrity check-in. I yeah, mean, we gotta uh, love the Tauruses. 
And I mean, Cassie and I love this first one. She, you know, has um, created a movement for body positivity and for everybody that tries to come for her, have all the seats, please. Um, she created Yiddy uh, shapewear for larger figured women. Um, she won a couple of smooth little Grammys. Um, we love uh, Melissa, AKA Lizzo. Um, also run an Emmy for her uh, one time for the big girls show on Amazon Prime looking for dancers. Lizzo has been a Taurus 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 has given us the the music. She is a flautist. Um, she is a businesswoman entrepreneur. She promotes so much love and body positivity to everybody. Not just that she is like, if I can't feel it in a positive way, I'm not trying to put it out there. And I respect that more than anything because people will put out any kind of music in any old kind of way just to hear themselves sing. That's true. I, yeah, I, um, so I was in a, a music league uh, about astrology. And so for Taurus season, I picked coconut oil by Lizzo and someone left a comment. Lizzo is one of those Tauruses where you can tell that's what she is by every single song she sings. And that's so true. It's just, there, there is so much love, beauty, comfort, um, and, uh, earthiness, but not in a, Tauruses can get a bad rap for being like quote unquote materialistic. I don't necessarily, it's not that they can't be, of course they can, but they're more concerned with like materials as building blocks. You know what I mean? And just like, she's incredible. I fucking love Lizzo. She's just being her in the public Mm -hmm. eye is gives me hope you know just yeah. see seeing her in the public eye gives me hope and her being herself mm-hmm. in the public eye is an incredible feat because this society that we live in loves to shit on a black woman a big black woman a wo- black woman that stands in her power like so many things a, a, a musical artist that doesn't fit neatly into one genre At like, all. You know what I mean? Like so, so many ways where her just existing mm-hmm. is breaking barriers and breaking down these false categories that we love to just have, you know, and and box people into. And it's great. I fucking love her. Any, yeah. Buy some Yiddy. Buy her music. Buy a concert ticket. Just give her your money. Just give. Keep giving Lizzo love. Yeah. Okay. Who you got? I'm going to check in with legend, fucking queen of our lives, today's hopefully future wife, Janet Jackson, um, who is like, I've loved her since I was a kid, 25, 30 years, you know, she's incredible i get to go see her for the first time soon i'm so excited she's touring with virgo king ludicrous that's a great combo (laughs) um but yeah she's you know had twins in her 50s bless her it wouldn't be me but she's got you know no she has one kid she had one little boy oh i thought she had twins Mm -mm. she had one little boy she had one little boy with her ex-husband Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it, but still in her fifties. Yeah. 
Um, but I've, I've got to thinking all of those years of dancing, that body was in shape and ready to hold on to the baby and bless sure. it. The Lord said, this is for you, my dear, my child. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She has, her career has spanned just her. She has, even though there has been problematic people around her, problematic situations, she has remained so like unproblematic and has been just as cool as she could be through it on the outside. I'm sure on the inside it's, it was, you know, complete, not the same, but like Janet is just, I love her energy. I love the songs. I love what she aspires. I love how she just roots for all of her friends, her and Missy Elliott are BFFs, which I freaking love. Um, because who doesn't love Missy Elliott? Shout out cancer queen. The terrorists. Nobody asked, the only people. <laughs> Nobody asked about them. Nobody asked about them. But yes, we, uh, listen, we are a Janet Jackson stan. Janet, even if you don't want to marry me, just, I would just <laughs> want to nuzzle in your bosom for like um, a whole day, whatever. Um, so if you see this, holla, it's all for you. Okay. Um, sorry. I. <laughs> Uh, that's like before I knew I knew Janet was one of the reasons I knew <laughs> just saying there you go um you know the next person I'm gonna check in with is Kaylani because this lovely queen has gone through so much and there was a couple weeks I had ran into some people and we were kind of just talking about her and they told me like things that had happened in her past with an ex and like how he, it got her close to like unaliving her. I mean, like there was lots of things that she went through and I was like, girl, good on you for standing strong for coming out. She's a fabulous mother. Um, and you know, she is that lesbian icon that all the lesbians love, um, and have watched her love life. She's currently dating the, I think it's not the assistant coach, but she might be a student team coach uh, for the University of, I believe, Connecticut. Kiara is her girlfriend. Um, and so it's just lovely to see an artist be able to be themselves and evolve. And again, in the music industry, she's fully tatted and everyone, you know, she's an art meet singer. Everyone kind of made her into this feminine like what she was supposed to be and she just decided to kind of take that off and her last album was for the fans it wasn't for anybody else it wasn't for a record label and so I respect and commend her and watching her just kind of really grow into a lot of self-love and you know transform so yeah that's she's another one who and it's interesting you know I think Chelsea our guests tonight Chelsea and Sean are very much that way too that's you know, tracking as a tourist thing where, uh, comfortable being somebody who doesn't fit neatly into mm-hmm. a, a single box. And I won't say, I think it seems like Kehlani has evolved into a place where she is now comfortable with it, but it's sort of, uh, an interesting case study and in what it takes to get there because she actually is in the public eye ostensibly as a straight woman, mm-hmm. you know, um, with mm-hmm. f- the start of her career And to listen to her talk about, I mean, that was a journey that she had to undertake within herself and then publicly. Maybe she didn't have to publicly, but she did. It's the way, yeah. And she made she made a brave choice and um, you know, did I think what most horses ultimately do, and they just say, fuck it, I'm gonna be me. 
you know, and it takes some of them longer to get there and some of them not so long. But ultimately, uh, you can't, a Taurus is not the one that's going to play around with who they are and have a different fate. They're not a Gemini. They're not going to have a different personality for every group. They're going to be them, you know, and it's very hard. And she talked about, I heard her in an interview talk about it being very hard to not be herself, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, that's it's so much, it feels like so much more work um, oh. to just and like, for what not to, for other people's approval that doesn't uh. even really matter because it's like, if you can't even look in the mirror and approve of yourself, why does other people's approval even like fit on your radar? And especially for her being in the public eye and, you know, I think it's, easy for people to be a little bit more relaxed for women to be queer than it is for men, but it's just, you know, all the same. She has definitely transformed into not what everybody thought she was supposed to be. And I love it for her. And I think that her daughter had a lot to do with that for her. She had to be her best self so she could be her best mom to her child. And I just like, if I can, man, we rocks with you girl. If you ever want to be on the show, hit us up. Any of y'all. We'll talk about it. <laughs> right. Who's um, your last one? We love this girl. Give it to her. Let us know. My, my last Taurus celebrity we're going to check in is Mother Earth. Hello. Guys, the Earth is very clearly a Taurus. Okay. She loves beautiful things. She loves nature. She is earthy. She's literally Earth. Okay. Okay. And she's in trouble. And a Taurus is going to do what a Taurus has to do. A Taurus is going to do what a Taurus has to do to survive. And she's not playing with us. The bull is not the one to mess with. Okay. It's Earth Day this week coming up, the 22nd. Uh, You know, if you have a chance to do something nice for the Earth, I highly suggest you do. And, you know, maybe make that a habit going forward as much as you can. In whatever small way you can, because small things add up to big things. That's another thing that Tauruses are very well aware of. Small steps, incremental habits, incremental change. I think Taurus and Capricorn the most out of all of the Earth signs, but that's very much an Earth sign quality, um, are aware that you can build something great by doing just a little bit at a time and Mm -hmm. continuing to do that over a long period. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have the chance as humans to, to do a little bit over the next 20, 50, hundred years mm-hmm. every day. And as people and, and as, you know, eventually corporations and all of these things and that, you know, there's a chance that this beautiful Taurus goddess won't just throw us all off her fucking body. <laughs> there's a chance <laughs> There's a chance she will. Okay. <laughs> so, Mother Earth, we salute you. All I'm saying is that we got a little glimpse during those moments of COVID when we all had to sit the fuck down and she was like, and replenish some things. Then we decided, you know, we've been sitting down too long. Let's come back with a vengeance. So, mm-hmm. um, Mother Earth, we here at the Zodiac Chat Line love and support you. and. We are going to continue to fight for you. So we got a question. The question is, 
How do I navigate these upcoming eclipse season? Well, I like the word navigate because mm. I think that's going to be the key. Yeah. Um, I think that compassion for yourselves and others and realizing that we're all experiencing some sort of drastic change and shift um, and allowing it to be okay. Going back to what I said earlier, it's temporary, possibly necessary, but just allowing yourself to observe and act in that way um, and not necessarily force your way because the universe is not going to always agree with it <laughs> or mind you over and over uh, how that we are just on this entire vest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I, you know, we talked about that earlier and I, I you know, I would encourage anyone of any sign um but certainly our uh tauruses our our aries friends too and our other fixed signs aquarius scorpio and leo um to slow down and just have grace and compassion for yourself don't beat yourself up if things don't go the way you plan them to right away you know the um it's eclipses have a way of giving you what you need and it may it just may not feel like it at the time so trust that it's going to play out the way that it it's meant to i have always found that in the moment it stings but i realize how i was saved later on and it was it was literally for the best and sometimes eclipses are forcing you to see a reality that you're refusing to see and it makes you it makes the decision for you it's like either you're going to go ahead and it's going to show you signs because the things that come up at the eclipse is not something that you're not aware of it's mm-hmm. just something that you haven't allowed yourself to be fully into the awareness of you know it's there and you're like i got it i got it and the universe is like okay play <laughs> I'm going to show you what God it means. And then all of a sudden you're like, but I had it, but you didn't, you were dragging your feet and just, you needed the bandaid ripped off. Um, oh. And, you know, I think that we are living in a state where we need, we need some reality checks more frequently than not. A lot of people do. Um, and uh, as much as I don't want them, I, I appreciate uh, the gift. <laughs> that it tends to bring at the end um so you guys just be patient with yourselves and others you know during eclipse season i I mean to me that's the best way and and navigating it um and asking questions more than assuming um and getting getting good clarity um especially because this eclipse is going to happen right before mercury goes retrograde and so just take your time for some clarity. Um, I think Taurus season is going to be muddy. And um, I don't think Gemini season is actually going to be any clearer, but, um, you know. Listen, listen <laughs> more than you talk, if you can, you know, 
just take it all in. Take it all in. So, um, but before we get to the uh, tarot, I do want to thank everybody that joins us on these lovely YouTube lives. I love that um, our new format. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, but I did want to give a special shout out and a dedication um, of this show of Taurus season to the one Taurus that um, you all should be thanking because I'm here. Um, and that is my mom, Anna Michelle Gamble. Um, she has passed away at this about 25 odd years ago. Um, but she was the first Taurus that taught me about myself, about how to be um, a kind and loving and caring human being. Um, and so, mom, I know you're watching. Uh, you know what I mean? And I am so thankful that you are my mom and that you helped me come in this world. Um, and I hope I continue to make you proud. That we is, know uh, we know you do <laughs> that's I love my dedication right i know right <laughs> and that's your moment i wish isn't that crazy no it is except it's um, not because we're listen yeah. right knew exactly we're here like mm -hmm. cassie and i are definitely sisters from another mister mm -hmm. um as was evidenced <laughs> by when i left and i returned to you <laughs> saying the words i was literally gonna speak so it's fine <laughs> When you're magic, you're magic. So in honor of Taurus season, I have pulled one of my absolute favorite decks. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And for anybody that is a green thumb, a witchy bitchy, whatever you are, I highly recommend these. These are really, really good. This is the Herb Crafters Tarot. And what is amazing and unique about this deck is that all of the cards are represented by different plants in nature and plants or spices or herbs or anything like that. And all of them have very much healing properties. And um, it's just amazing. This is laid out like a regular uh, tarot deck with all of the um, different elements being represented. Um, so you have your fire, your water, um, and your air, and your earth elements, um, all of the symbols, all of the rankings, such a beautiful, and the artwork, listen, that's really my true obsession with tarot cards. I don't really tell you, but it is the artwork. It's, it's the messages are cute, but when you see the artwork, um, it, goes beyond so we're going to pull one and we'll see what it says i'm going to read from the book because the book has a fantastic explanation of what is going on Ooh, and we all know it always happens interesting today's herb is valerian it is the eight of cups let's see how can i get Ooh. that oh there we go so it is Valerian, um, which I, as you can see, I love this depiction um, because in the normal tarot, the eight of cups is walking away from something that is no longer emotionally satisfying because you are leading yourself into your ninth cup. Um, so this is Valerian. The message is to seek the depths of rest. Sleep mm. is the best meditation relax, recover, recuperate. An oceanside room glows with soft light. 
A bouquet lies on a nightstand near a warm pot of valerian root tea. Delicate star-shaped flowers fall to the floor. Steam rises to meet the moonbeams on the water. The full moon shines through a small window, illuminating the mountains below or beyond. Exhaustion makes the simplest things feel insurmountable. You may be overextended or weary. Do you need to step away from commitments? Invite time for retreat. Like the calming energy of this sanctuary, pull back from it all. But be still and recuperate. Valerian is a valuable tea for those who struggle to rest and relax. If a lack of control over the situation has led to constant anxiety, invite sleep and consult the dream time. Valerian is a pungent medicine. Slowing down may not be a pleasant experience at first, but it is the only way to become strong again. Mm. Who needed that besides me? Uh, that that hit. That really did. That that check and check. Uh-huh. So the last <laughs> notes on here is they give you like crafting tips with certain um, flower or certain herbs. Crafting with the aid of water. Um, drink valerian tea for deep restful sleep. Carry valerian root in a magic vial to settle anxiety. Create time for personal retreat. Even a staycation can be rejuvenating. How is it that just before tourist season, we talk about getting relaxed and resting? And let me tell you, a tourist can sleep and nap with the best of them, girl. But mm-hmm. but so can so can some cancer and Jiko, because I love a good nap now. As an adult, I love a good nap before asleep okay um (laughs) but i think it's important to note that right before we're going to hit all of this very tumultuous astrology and energy and the earth's energy and all of the things we're witnessing in our government it is really a good time to make sure that you are relaxed and recuperating and ready to go when you're supposed to be ready to go and now might not be that time um i think that just hit on all kinds of levels, don't you? Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, yeah. That's the message. That's the message right there. <laughs> you can't get anything done without enough sleep. <laughs> and that's on all disease. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all so much, everybody that came to the chat and watched us. Chelsea and Sean, we love you both. You mean so much to both of us special place in our hearts um this is such a beautiful full circle moment and we thank you for joining us for tourist season again as cassie said earth day is coming up get outside get in nature get your hands in dirt um buy a flower plant a tree donate do something um clean up your own little back little patio just even a little sweeping um but really get one with the earth and starting connecting um and connect with yourselves find comfort wherever you can in these trying times um but we are always here to add to that for you so thank you guys so much cassie i could never do this without you i never would we are synonymous forever in this we doing this <laughs> doing this. i love you thank you i love you guys as always this has been the zodiac chat line it is all love and we out here because what <laughs>